Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play Podcast, your last episode before actual football. Well, I guess you can't. I know I'm I'm cutting it, and you don't like when I do this, but you can't. It's been you've done this every year, and it's you can't lie. You're lying, and you don't lie like that. Please. Well, see, I am lying, but for a different reason, because by the time anyone hears this, the first game of the, quote, season has already happened, because we are recording this an hour before the Hall of Fame game between the Atlanta Falcons and the Denver Broncos third stringers. Mm-hmm. Are you, were you excited? I wasn't, but I'm going to watch it anyway, because fuck, fuck my life. We're we're at that point where it's like, what else am I going to do tonight besides, you know, just do a little drawing work? What's the harm of putting the game on and, you know, seeing a bunch of names that I don't recognize who I will probably never see past preseason week four? Why not? Ugh. Anyway, I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio. With me, as always, is I'm sorry if you hear the yard work in the background, Sam Grezes. Hello. Hi. How's it going? It's, it's going good. It's going very good. I want, so... Are you excited for fake season? Uh, no. Like, and, and this is not even, I'm not even trying to be, like, this is, maybe I, but, like, I'm not, I'm not as excited for football this year. Like, I don't need I... the season to start until, like, October. Maybe even after, let's get Halloween in there and then just have a, have games on, like, family holidays. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you. I, and it's not like, it's not the normal, like, oh, all this, all this is bad. All this is, um, like, you know, the NFL is, is problematic and, and shitty and again all, all that's all that's completely true right but that's not even it it's just like i i think so uh, there <laughs> there comes a time because everything's on a 24-hour news cycle right now right where you have to prioritize what you do with with your time and what gives you the most happiness right and i think i have found that what makes me the most happy most happy is to follow football. the most happiest just just stick the, with your bad grammar the Sam. most happiest the right, most yeah. happiest yeah most happy i'm i'm a i'm a red zone channel fan i'm a red zone channel football fan and i and i am i am going to come right out and say it and i know there's a stigma attached to that but that is that is the that is the way i have learned that i enjoy football the most is, is there a stigma attached to it because i know I've gone on record on why it doesn't work for me, but I feel like a lot of people really like red I mean, zone. It, well, so, so I don't mean, I don't mean is like, is like, you know, you're I did how, like you, get... you said it, like you're, you're like trying to admit like a bad part of well, your past. Like, well, sure. you know what? Look, I, I said those things and I am deeply sorry for them. I, I am a red zone fan. Well, so I, I think it's I think it's the same kind of thing as like and it, and it's bullshit there too is like someone being like yeah I'm a I'm a gamer I play Fortnite right or 
<laughs> you know, like there's there's a bit of a stigma attached because like they're they're these gatekeeping assholes who are like, well, that doesn't count. Especially since the point I'm trying to make is like, I don't need uh, like I am I'm beyond the point in my life where I want to spend all day on Sunday sitting down in front of the television, right? There are things I would rather be doing with my life than spending literally like 10 hours on a Sunday when I'm not going to be working, like one of the few days I don't work and just like plop down on the couch and like, yeah, do it for a couple hours. Right. But there's other shit. This is, this is what I was like, follow me on this, on this tangent because it's, it's a weird one, but uh, the democratic debates happened the past two nights. And I was just like, I, I know this is going to make me sad and angry and I'm not going to enjoy it. It's just going to make me so like, I'm going to just fucking play super smash brothers. Do like this super like small self care thing that like, that I I don't know that I, I know I will enjoy more than this thing that, that I feel compelled to do. Uh, for some odd, weird reason, I don't know. Prioritize, because we're dumb football fans, is, yes. is what I'm is what I'm saying, right? Don't feel like even if you like football, don't. I don't know. If somebody calls you not a real football fan because you don't watch the Hall of Fame game, oh yeah, don't feel bad about that. No, because they you don't like, want to be friends with them probably. Like that person, that person's actively making themselves miserable. Yeah. To, to basically prove that they're hardcore Mm -hmm. and it's like no like i i'm a giants fan so this season every game i watch is essentially going to be me putting myself through misery right but there's a certain limit on what you can do honestly i'm probably more excited for the season this year than i was last year if only because this year i have somehow less expectations than i had last year Last year, I was like, hey, I got a new coach, got a new GM, we got a really exciting player in the draft, we shored up the offensive line, I don't have high expectations, but I'm expecting this team to be okay. Mm -hmm. This year, I'm just like, we're going to be the worst. It's going to be terrible. I'm going to watch every game and wish I was dead and I'm okay with that. I'm just going to enjoy football now. I probably will turn on other games and not watch the Giants because I want to be happy. The, the 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 cool thing about the season is that the Giants accepted, like, the league, the, the entire, like, the, the, there appears to be more excitement in the league. Uh, like, there, there appear to be a lot more exciting teams. The Patriots, I mean, you know, Gronk retired, so that's a thing. We'll see. Tom Brady, there's contract issues with Tom Brady. Oh, no. Like, you know, I keep forgetting Gronk retired. Yeah, right. Me too. People, people, it's amazing how fast he just like vanished. Mm -hmm. And I saw a picture of him recently. He's like thin now. And it's it's weird. Really? How long has it been? Well, I mean, he's not like thin, thin. But, like, compared to what he used to look like, he's just an in-shape version of a skinny person instead of a giant tank. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's—I I know a lot of, like, linemen and stuff lose a lot of weight. It, it seems like when you're a football player, two things happen when you 
retire from football. You either just shed the weight uh-huh. or you just pack it on. And I think it in, entirely has to do with like what your eating habits were before. Because if like you can look at Joe Thomas, who basically right. went from your average O-line fat guy to basically an Adonis. Mm-hmm. Have you seen what he looks like now? I, He's a fucking dreamboat. Right. It's. I think it's because, He's, well, it, 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 it makes sense to me because it's like, if you're playing, if you're playing football, right, and and you're not, and, and you are playing like at a position where you are playing at the line where you are responsible for blocking in any or blocking or um, or defending uh, at the line in any shape or fashion, you're not only gonna be like doing like insane strength training, but you are going to be on an incredibly like. High fat, high protein, of, high calorie diet. A lot of them, diet. what they're eating, they're eating stuff to maintain that weight. Exactly, exactly. So that they can continue to use that weight. So when you no longer have to maintain that weight, they're not forcing it down their gullet. Right, but they're if just, they if they're in the habit of doing that anyway, if they're like if if their attitude towards like having those like six protein shakes in addition to like turkey burgers every day or whatever. If their thing is like, yeah, no, I'm just going to keep eating that. Or or like if if their attitude uh, while they were in the NFL is like, oh, I got to choke another one of these things down. I'm I'm full already. God, I hate this. Uh, yeah, if eating probably, is work, you know, yeah, exactly. Like, if eating, if the diet is work, then they're probably just going to shed the pounds as soon as they retire. Yeah, almost if, definitely. That's just if. If football is like an excuse for you to eat lots of pizza, mm-hmm. then you're probably just going to get worse after football ends and you're not working it off. Right. Right. Anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. But that's, that's the thing is like, so, but going back to your original point, it's wild that like, that is the biggest, right? Like probably the biggest news to happen like this whole, this entire off season. And we just forgotten about it because for, for, I think two reasons, one, the NFL news cycle moves incredibly fast. And two, this off season, not a whole lot happened. So mm-hmm. we moved on from this big news, expecting there would be other like bombshell things happening. And this is what we get when there is uh, an incredibly fast 24-hour news cycle that doesn't have any – like when there's no news, right? Is you forget about the yeah. old stuff that happened or it feels like it happened years ago uh, and there's there's nothing new to report either, right? It's It's wild. Wow. I'm also just kind of surprised that like Gronk hasn't gotten into any trouble. Because it seemed like every offseason, there'd still be Gronk news. Now there just isn't Gronk news. Even though I think he joined he joined a, a media mm-hmm. company, didn't he? Didn't he join like ESPN or something? Isn't he doing something? I don't... What is, that's... Google, what is Gronk doing? Gronk, what is Gronk up to? Um, some Sports Illustrated model said something about him whatever gronk trades boston for miami with a bachelor pad uh i uh, i i I really doubt that gronk has i mean it it sounds familiar to me but i doubt he's doing any kind of analyst stuff 
I mean, we've talked before on the show about how Gronk is actually like he's a party boy, but he is notoriously smart and thrifty with his uh, money. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, well, he he did just buy a 1.7 million condo. Yeah. In Miami. Yeah. So uh, he's he's not the thriftiest. He's not driving a, a Kia Sportage to work. Sure, but at the same time, I, I don't know, like, I, they might, like, he might just try and retire, right, like, early and just kind of be, I don't know, if that's kind of what I would do. Hey, Rob Gronkowski hasn't lifted since retirement, feels like a different guy. God. That's, that, that'd be crazy, mm-hmm. like, if you spend so much time of your life working out, like, I feel like you'd still work out, even if it's not as hard. Yeah, yeah, right. I I don't know. I that's that's something that's wild to me. Sick. Weird. Yeah. How can you just like, hey. stop doing that? I just I just don't want to lift anymore. Especially when you're an athlete. Like, doesn't didn't he in, did did Rob Gronkowski hate his job? What if Rob Gronkowski is? What if he's actually super depressed? You know, it just kind of and all to... of this is just compensating just like all the partying all the lifting just like the the dating like the porn models and buying a 1.7 million dollar condo bachelor pad Mm. it might what if gronkowski is actually super depressed damn but he feels like he has to keep up appearances because he's already branded himself as gronk and he's part of the gronkowski family who are all crazy bros Mm -hmm. what if gronk is secretly super depressed what if, what if all of his injuries and his back problems and everything they, they've got? A, what if Gronk is? This is a cry for help. I I mean I don't know. I just I I don't know. I I mean, I, not to try and diagnose anyone, but like, listen, if 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 instantly like we see Gronk kind of become a recluse and like that's the way he wants to live like and the fact that he is away from football and now he gets to kind of live the life he actually wants that would be fucking wild to me i'm i mean in a good way because i guess he'd be happy right but like i mean but what if he's not happy and the problem is he's trying to fill the void in his heart with 1.7 million dollar bachelor pads Mm -hmm. in miami no, no, no he bachelor pad can fill the, the emptiness that you feel, Gronk. You could bring all the supermodels back to the bachelor pad as often as you want, but they will not fill the hole in your heart. No. Poor, poor, sad, Gronk? poor, sad Gronk. All right. Sad Gronk is now canon. Yep. Sad Gronk is canon. Every, every, when you see Gronk now, just remember he's depressed and be nice to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We all, we all go through difficult times and Gronk. Gronk is having a difficult time. Honestly, working with Bill Belichick for so long would probably do that to anybody. Right. Because despite his success, he was probably constantly told every day that he's nothing. True. Wow. (sighs) Gronk is dead. What else happened this week? Well, the Saints awarded Michael Thomas, like, the most, the biggest contract in wide receiving history. Yeah. And I was kind of like, him? Like, Michael Thomas is good, but, like, highest contract, highest paid wide receiver in NFL history, good? Even with, like, the market and all that? 
Like, I, I feel Thomas? like this happens. I feel like this a story like this happens every year with a wide receiver or a running back who's like, who's you know like an early second round pick in your fantasy league, right? Like, yeah, I, I or maybe an early third round pick in your fantasy league, right? Because like I, you know, and it and it only lasts for a week or two before someone else signs. it's weird it's weird how like you know because julio julio signed a couple weeks ago right or is that still tbd no did i don't i don't know if julio signed i don't i think he's still hasn't who google julio jones contract because um his salary is currently set at 9.6 million this year so yeah he he has not get paid he has not gotten paid okay Cool. Not to say, I feel like if Julio Jones gets paid, I would have made a money comic about it, and I haven't touched him yet. So, yeah. Oh, man, do I have to make a money comic about Michael Thomas? <laughs> Is there, like, a... What What are the lamest names in the NFL? And I have to say, like, one of the lamest is definitely Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. Like, that is the most boring, standard male name. That Like, like that is... The character creator in Skyrim before you've touched any of the sliders. Yeah, yes. Kind of name. Michael, Michael Thomas. The, Michael the, the Thomas. Two, the two first, the two first name thing. Uh, yeah. Tom, I mean, Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady's the same way. That's two first names right there. I'm. That's true. Um, Daniel Jones. Oh God, no! It's got to be Daniel Jones, right? Like we, maybe be. maybe this or is no, what we David should try J- to no, figure it's out. David Johnson, dude, it's David Don- uh, Johnson. David Johnson's pretty bad. Be- no, it's. I think I feel like we've had this discussion, but like everybody talks about like the the best names in the NFL, and uh-huh. they they go for players like Prince of Mukamara and stuff like 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 the funny names, the names that it might honestly be kind of racist to laugh at. Yeah, but are like fancy big like like cool elaborate names that you're you're not gonna see anyone else like debrickashaw ferguson Mm -hmm. like that name was ridiculously awesome because there's no one else named debrickashaw yes it was unique like we need the opposite of that Mm -hmm. and alex smith oh god it's gotta be alex smith shit you got i i like unless there was like a john smith which i don't think there like Alex or Dave, Alex is right. Like the, Dave, uh, like Dave, David. Smith, Dave Jones. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know if you could get more generic than Alex Smith without going into like, yeah, John Smith would be the only thing you could do to make it more. But even then that might be less interesting because it's, because it is so generic. Alex Smith is, mm. is, super generic but not the like not not like a a specifically stereotypically generic name it's just the most generic generic name right it doesn't even have the the recognition of being like the most generic generic name which which oddly enough makes the name less generic yeah hmm it's a it's a tough balance they gotta find. This is one of the reasons why I think Michael Thomas is one of the the most bland names in the league because whenever I hear Michael Thomas, 
my brain kind of glosses over like yep who yep yep like alex smith i feel like his name in a vacuum might be the 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 lamest Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. alex smith has a lot of nfl drama baggage attached to him to the point where he's kind of grown beyond his name right like if you're a reasonably casual nfl fan like someone who watches the games and is fairly aware of the league and knows players like you know who alex smith is and you kind of know his story of like how he was drafted first overall and how he was a disappointment and how he had struggles in san francisco and like Mm -hmm. we want car and then how he went to kansas city and he started having some success Uh, he had success under harbaugh went to almost went to a super bowl then he went to kc had a good time now he's on like smith he's had a good career that has given him a history and a legacy above his literal end piece of a white bread loaf name Mm -hmm. mm-hmm We haven't we haven't had that yet with I would say Michael Thomas or Daniel Jones. Right. Daniel Jones has, already has a legacy of being a mistake at number six. I I I gotta tell you I am not excited for the pick six jokes. Oh no, yeah, that's not because be it feels like his career is already ruined because of that. Like every single time he throws an interception. They're going, it's going to be a flood of pick six jokes mm-hmm. and it will never end for his entire career. It will like, even if he becomes a hall of famer stud that, that joke will still get made. Yeah, absolutely. By it's, it's depressing. He's ruined. When was like, if he had gotten, if he had got like pick seven or pick five mm-hmm. or pick 17, right? Like, no, he, he's doomed. Daniel Jones is doomed. He has no hope. Because, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering is what, what was the last like controversial, like quarterback to go at number six, uh, NFL draft history. Cause I'm wondering, yeah, like, I'm wondering what the last bad, like, or, or iffy uh, uh, pick. Would I be. can't remember. Like maybe it was in like the Cam Newton year where like seven quarterbacks got drafted. Like maybe Hill. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. Uh, is it guard. Let's see. Uh, that's Janelle Adams. In 2017, 2016, it was Ronnie Stanley, a tackle out of Notre Dame. There was a safety uh, the year prior to that. Uh, so that that pick six actually works in uh, in favor I've seen of the pick. S- several tackles. Mm-hmm. I've seen ooh, Julio Jones was pick six. Oh, nice. All right, I'm at 2009. Yeah, I'm, I'm going a little... I'm a little slow. Andre Smith. That's like the third tackle I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Six. The, the, the sixth pick. Vernon Goldston. That was a bad choice. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. A name I haven't heard in forever. Jesus Christ. 
Laron Landry. I remember him. He was like super buff workout warrior who couldn't do shit. Mm-hmm. Pick mm-hmm. six. Vernon Davis. LOL. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. 2005. Pac-Man Jones. Oh, man. We're, we're still... This is why. Not, this is seen... why we don't pick quarterbacks at, at sixth overall. No, they go late. Or they go very early. Super early, like, yeah. You can't. You can't. He might be. He might be the f- only quarterback taken at six. Oh man, that would in be the new millennium. Wild. Um, All right. How far back do I have to go? Two thousand two. Yeah. No. Two thousand one. Two thousand one is Richard Seymour. <laughs> two thousand. Did he make the new millennium? Corey Sutton. No, he did. He is the only quarterback taken at. Pick six in the new millennium. Let's hit 1999 because that is 20 years. Oh, fuck. Jesus that's 20 Christ. years. Tory Holt. Nope. Nope. So not it's going to lo- do Oh, not, my not God. Oh, my God. Grant Winstrom. Who the fuck was that? Hmm. He must have. He, he was on the Rams, so he won a Super Bowl. Sure. 97. Walter Jones, another tackle. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer Walter Jones, ninety six. Right, Lawrence let's, Phillips, let's see. running back. Position quarterback. Uh, I'm gonna. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm literally just gonna control F and search for the whoop. Search for the number six, um, and see what that does for us. Okay. Pick, 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 pick. Twenty six. Thirty six. Nope. Uh. 185. Trent Dilfer! Oh my Trent god, Dilfer. it can't have been. It cannot have been. 1994, Trent Dilfer, it, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It cannot, <laughs> it cannot have been Trent Dilfer. You are fucking with me, and I don't believe you. It is Trent Dilfer. Trent oh Dilfer, pick number six of the 1994 draft. Second quarterback taken after Heath Schuler. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. It is. It is confirmed. Uh, and then David Klingler in uh, 1992, uh, sixth overall for the Cincinnati Bengals. Out wow. Of, out of Houston. Um, it is not a great. Uh, oh, uh, he's Kelly. Kelly, uh, I never know how to pronounce uh, his last name. Uh, Stouffer? Kelly Stouffer? Stow? Oh, I. Stouffer. Yeah. Stouffer. Like the desolation of Stouffer. Mm-hmm. In, uh, in 1987. Yes, 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 so. yes, I agree. Trent Dilfer was a terrible choice at number six. Let's mm-hmm. go with Daniel Jones. Now, please, please stop barking. Sorry. Dog interruption. He's, he's, he's agreeing with us. She, everything. don't misgender she, my dog. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I was having this discussion with my wife, but are neutered dogs incels? Because got a pin on taking a quarterback at number six overall. Don't do it. Don't you do it? Hey, 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 hey! hey. Give me just one second. If you want to talk about something, please go for it. Your barking is more annoying than picking Daniel Jones. 
I, I still can't believe it's Trenton Dilfer than Daniel Jones. Why does he, why is he, why did he get an analyst job? Like what? I don't he, know. What has he done? What, what did he do in his career that made him worthy of like. Yeah. How did he segue his like argument for the worst quarterback to win a Super Bowl into an analyst career? Yeah. Because, like, like, whenever people talk about quarterbacks who won the Super Bowl who were, like, the worst, he's, like, number one or number two. Right. It's, he is, he is the pick for that discussion. Consistently. How is, like, how does he have this job and someone else doesn't? I, I have no idea. It's, like, there are, there are a ton more, like, like, better quarterbacks or better players uh, I mean, obviously better quarterbacks, but but better, more personable folks to have in front of the mic that don't look like gigantic thumbs. <sighs> makes me sad. Just makes me very sad. What else happened this week? Uh, oh, AJ Green died. Mm-hmm. Sucks, sucks for them. Mm-hmm. I like AJ Green deserved better than that and he tore his ligaments practicing at the university of dayton stadium Uh, which is effectively well i i looked it up it was basically a high school field yeah they were they were saying that they they had uh i mean it's it's a hindsight is 2020 kind of thing but they were saying that they had uh like some stress slash like they had they had some reservations about playing on that field or practicing on that field before they actually did and then they they played anyway and so it's like i i hate this is this is always my least favorite injury right is when it's caused by bad field conditions because that means that that whoever is that means that there was a choice made by like the management of the field right whether it's whether it's like Dan Snyder, and this not is apparent. This was apparently like, part of the NFL's 100th anniversary celebration. Jesus, which is more embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we've been around a hundred years. Look at this guy. Oh, hey, look, one of the faces of the wide receiver position just, uh, you know, fucked up his ankle. That's that's great. Well, and in the that's, I that's, think that's a good look. I think on the same day and and thankfully it was just like horrific cramping, but like Mike Evans got like carted off the field like screaming in excruciating pain. Um like that self-same day. So it was like is not not great. Just like hey, yo, if if any of <laughs> if there are any like NFL ownership stooge like spies listening to this podcast like yo just pay pay for our groundskeeping staff like keep your fucking fields in check right it's just like because it was like a high school field yeah they probably just didn't have the money to make it work which is like why were they going there anyway well, i mean i i guess if it was in dayton football like origin is around that area mm-hmm. So maybe that's maybe that's the history. But like, we're gonna go back and celebrate the 100th year history by playing football the way it used to be on really shitty fields because we didn't have any money and we were just an upstart rugby knockoff. 
I just and, like I it always like just baffles me. It's it, and it, and it happened like there was a big um dust up in like women's soccer. I think it was like god. I think a little more than 4 years ago prior to the uh the last women's world cup where uh like the entire US women's national team was complaining about like having to play god it wasn't on astroturf. It was um I can't remember, but it it was like uh, fake grass that had um, like those little rubber pellets in it that if you slide on it will like pretty much rip your entire skin off. Uh, it's like this is like this is your field of play. Take care of it. In basketball, they literally have people on the sides of the field to mop up like sweat and stuff so that people don't slide and like tear every ligament in their ankles it's not that hard it shouldn't be it shouldn't be what else happened uh golden tate got suspended for something oh Uh, yeah there were there were a few a, a few suspensions someone got suspended for like smoking weed again Oh, Landon Collins. So I, oh, I yeah. talked about th- I talked about this a little bit on my comic on Wednesday, but the more he opens his mouth, the more okay I am with the fact that we moved on from him. Mm-hmm. Landon Collins seems like a dick. <laughs> but yeah. Like when he was when he was uh on the team, like he was a very like Fan, he was a fan favorite because mm-hmm. he had one. He had that one All Pro season, and when Eli Apple was struggling, like he came out publicly and he was just like, "Yeah, Eli Apple's a cancer," and we, and we were at the time like, "Oh, Landon Collins, he's calling him out. He's being a leader. Yeah, like, that's the kind of leader we want on our team." Because well, he also had the, the pedigree first, at the time, right? Like, like Eli Apple. He had the pedigree. The, he like, was winning. He was balling out. Eli Apple was struggling. Yeah. It yeah. We wanted to believe Landon Collins, right? At that point, mm-hmm. it was a lot easier to take his side. Yeah, but but since then, like he had the one extremely good season, and he's been hurt and not as good since. Uh-huh. And obviously, the giant like one out of the many moves that the Giants made. This was one of the ones I was torn on at the time. I was just like, okay, I understand why Gettleman wanted to move on from Collins because he was a safe, uh, he was a box safety. He can't cover for shit, but he was going to demand pretty high dollar and is like, eh, he's he's pretty limited skill set wise. He's very good at what he's good at, uh-huh. but he's pretty bad at what he's not good at. Right. And I don't think it was going to justify the cost, but I I wanted to keep him because at the time I did think he was a good teammate. I did think he was a good leader, and I was just like, we ha- we don't have like anyone on defense to build around. We should if like if this guy is a good place to build around, let's build around him. But then he left. And Washington paid him far too much money. And he keeps talking. Mm-hmm. And he's, he basically made a joke. He's like, I would run over David Gettleman if I saw him on the sidelines. Like, if somebody like threw the ball, like I'd, I'd run him over. Which, that's it's a bit dark. Mm-hmm. 
probably not something you should say like that. I I saw like a report that maybe he'd get like talked to by NFL people, possibly fined. I I doubt it, but it was probably like, hey man, like that's not cool. Like don't say that. Like you can think that. You can joke about that maybe with your friends. Like yeah, I wanna I wanna go beat him up, but that's you don't really tell that to the media and of course he went out and was just like oh come on guys you gotta you gotta take a joke but that like that, that that's not a joke joke that's a where there's smoke there's fire kind of joke exactly right that's, it, right that, that's a joke that comes from a place of honest resentment exactly yes and you can always tell like you can always tell right there's there's a mean-spirited nature to those kind of jokes yes where you can tell that the person is genuinely angry and maybe he's just being playfully mean mm-hmm. but you could you could tell you can see the like the anger behind their eyes that like they're almost holding them their real feelings back and they're trying to like maybe let it escape through jokes mm-hmm. i kind of hope he sucks this year and it'll be funny yeah yeah right a little full circle stuff gonna be interesting so that ob obj was also talking a little smack but i kind of expected it yeah out of he's, him. you know i mean it, he it was that was a whole weird situation and i think he genuinely liked being in new york yeah i i so, yeah i i i don't know i he always seems happy there right he got to ball out I, like listen you can do a whole lot worse as as a generational talent at wide receiver right with a knack for for catching overthrown like lobbed passes even even if you're not contending for the super bowl it it has to be so much fun playing for the giants right playing for the giants and catching passes by eli manning i like i i i couldn't if you like if you like the spotlight which he does exactly new york is a place to be eli manning will always put like will always put the ball in a position where you can at least try to make an acrobatic catch on it, right? Because that's just kind of yeah. It how won't he necessarily it. be on the numbers, but no, it'll no, be it in won't. a place that'll allow you to look really cool when you catch it. Exactly, exactly. It's that thing where like you're like, oh yeah, lead me, lead me, bud. I want to lay out for it. That's what. Mm-hmm. That's how Eli Manning just throws all of his downfield passes, and that's great, right? Find the joy. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't. In all of the trashing, I don't recall seeing him like shit on Eli. He no, might have I don't at some point, but I don't. Th- I don't think he has. No. Which, like, at this point, he probably could, and everyone yeah, sure. would probably I mean, be like, no "Well, yeah." Really... Like, like, like if he dumped on Eli, like Giants fans would be pissed off, but everyone else would be like, "Well, yeah." Sure. Yeah. Or, or like even yeah, it's like oh, you know, because there's there's always that requisite like person leaves team then the stories come out about like hey yeah i always kind of hated that guy right like there was yeah. oh god there was some of that stuff about like Derek carr i think happened earlier in the preseason people were like nah he's kind of a jerk i can't remember but like that, that i feel like there happened. was some stories about Derek carr mm-hmm. but i think it was like a tiff between him and gruden which Another thing Gruden said this week that this Nathan Peterman guy is uh, growing on him. Oh, God, right. I can't believe that we haven't talked about that yet. Oh, my 
fucking god. I don't want anything else out of this season except for John Gruden benching Derek Carr to start Nathan Peterman. The thing is, what what that what that does is that's a, that's the butterfly effect. You realize that, right? Because the first time uh, John Gruden benches Derek Carr for Nathan Peterman, that is going to be the start of a of a slide towards John Gruden being convinced that Nathan Peterman can and should be the starting quarterback of the Oakland Raiders because his brain is broken and that's just what's going to happen. That means Derek Carr is going to go to another team probably mm-hmm. within the next like year, maybe two, three tops. And like, ideally like he will probably be picked up for a song since he hasn't really done all that much recently he like he had like a couple hot games and a couple hot seasons, but now that John Gruden is running the Raiders into the garbage can, a team like with a with a need will be able to get him for not very much money, and then a team will rebuild around Derek Carr and probably a young and exciting, uh, but like unproven, like core of skill players. And then the next time they play the Raiders, they'll grind the Raiders into the dirt because Derek Carr is actually a really good quarterback uh, when he has, you know, an offensive line. So when he has an offensive line, when he has good weapons, and when he has good coaching behind him, you know, yeah. like how, none, none how of which he has right good now. players perform, like yeah. like those kind of situations that help most players do well. Uh-huh. which the Raiders currently do not have whatsoever. No. But no. I agree with you. John Gruden is 100% the kind of coach who would force Nathan Peterman in there. We, I, I didn't know what to think of uh, I get Sean McDermott. Is that his name? Yeah. Buffalo? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean McDermott. He obviously saw something in Peterman that no one else did mm-hmm. and put him out there. But at least at the time realized oh i've made a mistake and pulled him as soon as they could like when they tried him against the chargers they pulled him at halftime because holy shit he threw five interceptions you can't keep that out there yeah he he... only played last year due to like some injuries to josh allen which like that that's not necessarily like mcdermott's fault and then they eventually went out and they got like matt barkley to start a game who did pretty well so like I don't think McDermott was the guy who would force him in there after that first mistake, but John Gruden would absolutely be like, Nathan Peterman's just got it. Yeah. Derek, Derek Carr, he's a whiner. He, he's not a grinder. Like, he's soft. Like, like Nathan Peterman, he gets it. He's going to go out there, and I, I'm going to stand by him behind all his mistakes. I'm going to slowly turn more and more red, and it's going to be great. The thing is, is that is that John Gruden... Like, it it, it is clear that John Gruden is still an analyst and not a football coach, right? Because he he appears to be in the habit of convincing himself of, like, hot takes and opinions and, like, in trying to make his film study support his thesis, which is— It feels like he's a kind of person who thinks he's a genius— and is taking on these challenges to prove that he's a genius. Right, yes. Just like everyone else thinks Nathan Peterman's a joke. Well, I think he's good, and I'm going to prove that my system and ability is going to turn him good, and it's not. 
Yeah, like the, no, like he's it's the kind of thing where he's like, yes, but like if you look at the film, his point of release is like a, a good like four inches higher than most other quarterbacks, and also his his uh, the time before he throws the ball is only about one point one point oh two seconds, which is which is good for like fourth best in the league. So. He's obviously the best. Those are unteachable skills. The rest I can teach. And it's like, he's yes, tall yeah, listen, like, and he's strong right. and he's white. But, well, but that, and that's the thing. Like if you, if you, if you come from a perspective of like, okay, yeah, let's look at these specific numbers. You can convince yourself of anything. You can cherry pick stats for any quarterback in the league because there are that many stats and if those are the stats that you happen to think are important, you can convince yourself that Mark Sanchez is the best quarterback to have ever played football. Like, that's just the way it works. Trent Dilfer be may have been the best quarterback to ever be drafted at pick six. Right, right. Like, you can... Like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tired and, and incorrect trope um, to, to insinuate that, like, statistics lie and like oh the x factor whatever like a lot of that is bullshit but like statistics do sometimes lie well the statistics don't lie but the, the people statistics citing the tend statistics to lie by do. omission exactly like it's a different right. yes. kind of yes. lie yes perfect yes exactly exactly there are definitely problems with both sides of that entire argument which is one of the reasons why the argument will never end just like when you look at statistics, statistics will tell you things that your eye and your gut are probably going to be wrong about mm-hmm. and bring to light. But statistics can also be cherry picked and without context. I was I was watching a, a, a YouTube video about uh, Kirk Cousins today by Brett Coleman. Shout out Brett Coleman. He makes very good film study on YouTube. He was he was doing what he basically he went in. His thesis was is Kirk Cousins. Does he deserve the sort of choker, can't win big games um, moniker that he has earned? And his conclusion was no. And he basically went through all the games against winning teams that they lost. And he was examining Kirk's play and like how much of it was his fault and how much of it wasn't. And he came to the conclusion that you could really only blame Kirk for one of the six losses against winning teams that the Vikings had last season. Damn. And even then it was still kind of tenuous. It was Uh like... A lot of it came down to offensive line play and receivers letting him down. But he pointed out that there was one game where he basically, if you look at the box score, he threw uh, two fourth quarter interceptions. Where if you watch the film, you realize one of those fourth quarter interceptions was like way like garbage time, end of the game. They're down by 14. He was just like, he's got no other options but to just try and make a play happen on like fourth down. That right. that play should not count against him. If you look, if all you do is look at the stats, that play looks terrible. He threw a right. pick late in the game, but that's it's not the case in the game itself. So, like that's one of those situations that I'm talking about. It's just like stats. Stats can kind of lie by omission, where mm-hmm. statistics like context it, they lack context. I wonder if Nathan Peterman is an extremely good like camp body like i wonder if he's like the kind of player who like shines during practice but Uh, under actual pressure can't do shit that might i mean that makes a lot of sense and 
I'm I thinking about things that way. I like it makes me feel really bad. Like it, that. Like what you just said makes me very sad because there are definitely players in the NFL who are like that, right? Yeah. Um, who who get people, people who are chances. really smart and like I I've actually heard that about um mark sanchez and that sanchez was actually like really good and attentive in the film room but like when he got under center and like when you're actually in the situation sometimes things just break down and you uh-huh. didn't have good instincts mm. like and he- i i do wonder that's about sometimes because you wonder if maybe some quarterbacks overthink it and right. it causes them to delay their decision making because a lot of that position is is more than just thinking a lot of it is instinct like you yeah, gotta oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta Those make it that decision, decision on whether or not you should throw it to that guy really fast. Well, and the other issue, the other issue about that is like, you know, that is a skill that no matter like what, what the wonks say is true. Like, oh yeah, you're born with football instincts. That's not entirely the case. You can be taught like, you can you be taught good football out instincts, of but. But the only way you'll get that, and like, especially if you have like, I don't want to call it stage fright, but if if you are that kind of player that like, in a game time scenario or in a in a playoff scenario or in any kind of high pressure scenario, you like perform worse, um, even by just a little bit, like. The it's it's kind of a a, a self fulfilling prophecy in some ways because if you if you fail in those situations right or if even if you fail under the lights if you perform worse in a game than you do in practice you're less likely to play in a game which means that you are going that problem is going to get worse for you because it it like the only way to get more comfortable in an in a real game scenario is to play real games where things are on the line right and try and work through whatever mental block you have it's it's like um when pitchers get the yips or whatever right you gotta yeah the only way to fix that is to just grit your teeth and like just keep pitching like maybe not in a game scenario so that's different but like you can't there's no other way to to learn that skill or to get past that mental block, right? Which means that that like in some ways these players are are doomed and they're also doomed like they're doomed to never reach their full potential, right? Like if I don't know, man, what if what if that is the deal with Nathan Peterman, right? And if he if so if some team were like just like okay we're gonna we're gonna like throw it in we know this is a rebuilding year we're gonna commit to nathan peterman starting every game we're just gonna do that because we believe in our quarterback and we want to get him game experience and like we'll see what happens right what if that's all it took right what what if that's all it took for a ton like a lot like the geno smiths of the league or um you know like other other huge like hugely um uh hyped uh uh draft picks who excelled at the college level but once the big lights are on maybe you know they were missing something i don't know i don't know it's interesting to think about and i also think insanely sad it is really sad 
I always think about college ball sometimes. And it's mm-hmm. just, you yeah. can kind of tell what athletes in college, when they get drafted, they got through college purely on their athleticism. Mm-hmm. They were just better than everyone else. So they didn't put the effort into like the mental preparation aspect. Right. Like, or, like or they with, didn't like think Vince it was necessary Young. or just Vince came Young's easy, the, the right? one. Yeah. It's Ugh. it's the it's the it's the uh, syndrome of like you know you're a smart kid in high school then you get to college and you're completely flummoxed right yeah you think it's gonna y- be yeah the same, you're, you're like not. top of the class and you think you're gonna stay there and all of a sudden you're just another student and you're right. not special and yeah and like, I, I mean more that's than that, why you're a lot struggling. of people peak in high school because they think they're gonna stay at that position and then they get to a wider pool of talent and it's like oh. I'm not important. Mm-hmm. Things are going to get ugly. Yeah. Like it's only going to get harder. There's, there's a lot about it that makes you think, but there's always the other possibility, which is that Nathan Peterman just sucks. Oh, that's the, and that's, it's not just a possibility. That is, that is the actual thing, right? Like that is yes. the case. I, I, I want to be completely clear. I'm not trying to, but I also do think that, that, there are there are at least a few players for whom stage fright was a real thing. I'd be I'd be very interested to see if like Deadspin or um, like Bleacher Report uh, or man, I would watch a I would watch like ESPN did a thirty for thirty on like on like busts and like they interviewed the people and were like honestly like hey why why didn't this work like what what like what was harder about this for you because that is that is something that i'd be really interested in because i don't like i don't see much of that right i don't see uh, a highly touted uh like prospect flame out at the nfl level uh like when it's not due to injury i don't see interviews with that person like you know five years later about like what like what do you think like why like what was hardest for you about that transition? And I'd be super, super interested to read something about that. You know, before we go, I just want to bring up an interesting fact that I noticed since the hall of fame game is happening. Apparently the hall of fame game has been happening for 54 seasons, which surprises me. Really? It it felt like a recent thing. Yeah. I don't know. It felt like I didn't even know the hall of fame game existed until like college. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, so, but apparently it has been a thing for 54 seasons, but no wow. participant in the Hall of Fame game has gone on to win the Super Bowl that season. So if you are a Falcons fan or a Broncos fan, I'm sorry, don't watch this year. It's not going to end well for you. Nope. Don't do it. And I think that's, that's pretty good. I want to I wanna Contem- real quick, though, congratulate Aaron Donald for topping the the nfl top 100 list which is in honest in all honesty the most brilliantly cynical thing and there are a lot of brilliantly cynical things that the nfl does but this is definitely up there where the nfl 100 i went ranks. like on a, a small mini rant somewhere today which is it's one of those it's power rankings yes yeah. it's a completely meaningless list mm-hmm. designed entirely to get you arguing and engaging about it. It's just like, 
Yeah, well, this is stupid, but yep. why Why is Pat Mahomes number four? Why isn't right. he number one? Mm-hmm. I'm mad. And it's like, it's do not pay attention to it. It's just noise. At the same time, it's like, there's no other news. What do I talk about? Right. I'll tell you what you talk about. You go outside and you enjoy yeah. the off season. Yeah. You enjoy not having to care. Yes. Like don't don't sit inside and be upset that bad news or no news. Just go outside. I've had a pretty decent summer so far. Yeah, I, yeah. I honestly have. Been seeing been seeing your your exploits on the on the blog. I've I've been doing good hikes. Been having a good time bought a house like a lot has happened this summer that's been good for me and a lot of it has happened because i haven't been paying attention to football and sitting there glued to like espn app looking for oh someone got a slight contract extension oh drip feed me news that's the thing is like is it, it it seems like weird to say especially because it's like fun you know i enjoy watching football but football is a responsibility even if it's like something you enjoy doing because of the 24-hour nature of it like being a football fan can and does feel like a responsibility and that's because it is you have like these appointment viewing things i mean it's it's like like during the season like you have to have a pretty good plan to not watch on sunday yeah. Like if you're not going to watch yeah. the games on Sunday, you better have a good reason why you're not watching the games. Exactly. It feels like an obligation. And mm-hmm. if you don't watch the games, well, then you're not a real fan. It's it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. You got to be into it. You got to love it. You got to mm-hmm. love football, which past few years has definitely gotten harder. <laughs> but I still love it. Mm-hmm. I still love watching it. And I'll probably still watch it. Until it dies its slow, painful death. Yeah. In like a decade. Take care of yourselves first, though. Yeah. Take care of yourselves first. Do stuff that you if enjoy. If you are not looking forward to watching the game, don't. Yeah. There you go. It's that. It really if, is that if, easy. If you, if you wake up on Sunday and putting on like your jersey, because, you know, that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Wearing your jersey on Sunday. Mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. this is acceptable. See you last episode. But... If you're feeling, if you turn on the game and you're sighing and you just feel like you're not going to have a good time, don't watch it. Watch something else. Do something else. Don't waste too many hours of your life on something that isn't going to bring you joy. Yeah. I still enjoy watching my team suck. There's, there's a certain perverse pleasure to it. Oh, for Which sure. Which is one it's of the reasons like why yeah. I still keep coming back. And I enjoy watching other teams. But seriously, there's there were a number of times last year. Last year was probably the least football I've watched in probably a decade. Yep. Yeah, just same, in general. Same, there was actually. a lot of times last year where I was just like, I like I just, I just want to spend like the day with my wife. I don't want to I don't want to watch the games today. I mm. I'll watch if I was at home and I was already just working or not really doing anything, I would turn it on, obviously. And I went out of my way a couple times to watch games I really wanted to see. But there were multiple weeks where I was just like, I I don't feel like sitting there and watching something where I know we're going to lose. I'm not going to enjoy myself. I'm going to go do something I want to enjoy. And I went for like a hike or a bike ride or Mm -hmm. I did something with my wife. Like, that's okay. It doesn't make you less of a fan. No. I think if you're a miserable shit who watches every game 
die hard, like, leave a little room for positivity. Yes. Be Spend a little bit more time happy. It Ultimately, this is entertainment. And if you're not really getting entertained, then what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're at that point, you're running out the clock and like, if you know what, being, being real, being real, if that is what you're doing, like, if that is one of the excuses, like I want to sit down, do nothing and like, and tune out, like, that's not a good sign, honestly. Like I've caught myself doing that and I'm, that mean that is then like, it's hard to notice this yourself, but that's like. It's not a good sign. Maybe go outside, take a walk, like make sure you are okay, right? If you yeah. if you have found yourself like sitting down on the couch for six hours doing something that that you're not sure like why you're doing it, you know, it doesn't make you happy. If it you're doesn't... there the entire time, kind of feeling guilty because you know yeah. you could be accomplishing something else, yeah, go accomplish something else. Yeah. You should yeah. only watch football if you want to watch football. Exactly. Exactly. Don't use it as an excuse. Like or or if like you feel guilty like do one or the other, right? If you if you want to watch football, watch football. But if you want to have like if you're if you're sitting on the couch while having football on and just feeling kind of shitty, take a nap, meditate, right? Like like Play some video games. Do do something that you will actually enjoy. Read a book. Browse yeah, the internet. Yeah, read a book. Exactly. You don't have to like accomplish anything, but like if you're gonna take time for yourself, take time for yourself. Don't, you know. Does that make sense? I think it does. Yeah. I think it does. Basically, thank you for listening. Welcome to a new football season. Don't watch football. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> if you it go. Doesn't, there you go. That's our message for the season. If you're not happy, don't watch. Uh-huh. There it is. And with that, I think we should call it a podcast. Sam. Yes. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Grzezeses. That's S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S-E-S. Ah, uh, shit, I did it again. That's not. <laughs> just follow me at Sam Grezes. It's not that one anymore. It's at Sam Grezes. G-R-E-S-Z-E-S. You can That's tell it's him if you see the Space Jam Twitter avatar with his face across from Bugs Bunny. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's my, that's my friend Sam. Ari made that for my birthday like a couple of years ago. It was fucking awesome. Anyway, you, uh, yeah, I'm anyway, yeah. Dropplay Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Dropplay Dave, on Facebook at the Dropplay Comic, on Instagram at Dropplay Dave, and of course on the Dropplay.com. Welcome back, football. You still make me happy for the most part, and I'm looking forward to watching you again. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Sophie Lesnay Redacted. I'm Mara Sunshine. If you're like us, you grew up in the 90s and are now sad, sad adults. And that's okay. There's a lot to be sad about in today's world. If you've been paying attention at all, you know that the world is in a tight spot right now. And two people working 45 minutes once a week can't change that. So we took that time and started a Sailor Moon podcast. Join us every Friday as we combat that creeping sense of dread we all feel in our hearts by recapping our favorite magical girl anime. Because hey, the world sucks. But Sailor Moon's a cool show. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is- Wait, you can't be Commander Shepard. I'm Commander Shepard. Okay, we're both Commander Shepard, and we're here to tell you about our favorite podcasts on the Citadel. 
Do you like narrative video games with deeply developed characters? What about exploring complicated moral quandaries, like romancing aliens? Then you should be listening to Reignite, a show where two friends take a 10-year-old video game way too seriously. And sometimes not seriously enough. I'm Commander Shepard. And I'm Commander Shepard. We should go.